0: Welcome to EM Healing, which is hosted by myself, Mahatma Star Seed. And when you dive into our episodes, you are going to be inspired to grow, to shift, to reflect on your inner wealth. If you are looking to find a new way of living, you have found it. So enjoy this wonderful episode that we're tuning into right now. great day great day welcome welcome to all those that are tuning in you are tuning in to the next dynamic episode of season three em healing this season it's all about bonding we're directing our focus we are narrowing in on what it is to heal in our journeys and so today i have with me our co-host who is guesting the stage to help open up our conversation Suzanne I'm gonna let her fully introduce herself please Suzanne share with the audience who you are and what you are, um, what you're doing here thank you so much for having me so my name's Suzanne
1: I'm joining you from Sydney Australia which is the future <laughs> <laughs> never gets old yes. and an author a healer and the nope coach, as in N O P E, because I believe we say yes to keep the peace and then we start a war within ourselves. So it's reclaiming our no because I believe we should be saying no more often. As I said, I live in Sydney. I have two awesome kids um, and a husband. I love how he makes it after the kids. And yeah, I'm I'm known to be mischievous, unfiltered and irreverent is the way to go for me.
0: Thank you so much. And I would love to share with the audience uh, the quote that you mentioned in the email that you sent, because I absolutely love it and I'm going to really um, speak on it more. And um, the quote is trauma creates change that you don't choose. Healing is our Healing is about creating change you do choose. And this was written by Michelle Rosenthal? Did I say that right? I'm not sure. But we will see down the line. I'm usually pretty I'm usually pretty good at messing up someone's name, so <laughs> same but Michelle did a great job wherever you're out, out out there. Great job with that quote because you know that is truly true. Trauma you know is a situation that a lot of us don't specifically put our hand up and say, "Hey, hey, choose me trauma. Today is my turn." No. <laughs> However, uh once you know we go through those situations, um we often see a lot of people raising their hands and saying, hey, I am so complete with feeling this traumatic experience. Please help me find a way to heal. Help me to see a better light. And so today's conversation uh, is really near and dear to my heart. As, as a working professional with children, there has just been such a very big, um, lost in translation topic about, I'm always busy. I don't have enough time in my day and I can't seem to catch my breath and satisfy everyone at the same time. So I wanna really like open up this conversation um, and, and, you know, hear a little bit more about like your story. I can share a little bit of mine as well. And how has your business journey been for you?
1: Oh, I love how you said busy, like unable to satisfy everyone at the same time. So whenever I catch myself saying I'm busy and I literally did this just the same with um, my VA, I was like, I haven't got back to you because I've been busy. And I caught myself in that moment and it was like, actually, this hasn't been a priority. Not to say she's not a priority. Like I think sometimes if you said, oh, this is not a priority, that would insinuate or, you know, people might make that mean. Of all the things that I have been focused on this week, this hasn't been my priority. And I think for many of us, we have differing priorities. Like I know my children never prioritise. I was going to say we have differing priorities prioritize eating their vegetables or you know cleaning their room but sometimes when we don't prioritize they become a priority like i'm just thinking of an example if you have an injury then your health becomes your immediate like to recover from or to um you know Mm -hmm. but then other than that you might think oh i'll exercise tomorrow i'll eat well tomorrow so we we get to choose being busy, or we get to choose prioritizing other things. And then sometimes it incites us to make that other thing a priority.
0: Yeah, that, you know, that, that, that's so key to, to express that, you know, um, being able to have the space and the capacity and, uh, the, the team around us to understand, uh, what it means to effectively, express like, you know, I apologize, it wasn't a priority, but doesn't mean it's not important. Um, And and learning to like, not make excuses, uh, because you know, the the word busy can really over dramatize what it is that we're really looking to focus on. Yeah. And, And it also creates a lot of stress in our body you know, and it creates um, a l- concern and worry about other people because typically people that are super busy are actually not making the mark. Oh, that is so true. I,
1: I know when I'm super busy, it's because I'm not actually focused and I'm trying to do too much. As you said, trying to satisfy everyone. And it's like, what do I actually want in all of this? And then to slow down, and then how much we can get done when we're focused, as opposed to the hustle or the harryness. See, of-
0: yes, and so I wanted to take this moment to, um, you know, as we're talking about what, what, what is it that we really want to say? Where is it that we're really truly looking to go? And. There's so many words that we can replace the word busy with that I was just jotting down while we were talking. I, I wrote down three words at least that completely create a different image in your head of understanding what someone's going through. You know, so I wrote down the word occupied. <clears throat> I, wor- I wrote down the word full, like a full schedule. I, worked down the wor- I wrote down the word productive. And I feel like these are more... Um, thought-driven words, and they help us to be more intentional in life. However, it just hasn't been what has been portrayed to us as as we become business owners. A lot of people have a very difficult time seeing that an individual is fully in their business because they don't seem so occupied. Mm. But, you know... And so people will often sit there and be like, oh, well, I'm busy, you know, working away on my, on my business. And it's like, okay, but what are you busying yourself up with? Because I can't help you when you just say you're busy.
1: Yes. Busy is a very closed off term. Like I'm busy. I love Mm -hmm. occupied, as you suggested. Another one that I don't think made your list that I think of is capacity. I'm at, because the thing is when I'm at capacity, there's ways I look at it. So I have planned capacity spends. So like for today, I podcast with you. I'm taking my daughter to gymnastics. I'm running a call for my group program and I'm helping my son learn to read. You know, he's reading, we, we read a book a day. That's the, that's my planned capacity. But then unplanned capacity spends can stick or injured, um, you know, we could run late, the car could break down, um, you get some bad news. And when capacity, like we have crammed too much in or overscheduled ourselves, we don't have any space or room for the invariable un- and capacity. and then we end up in full on overwhelm and kind of drop everything. And then I don't know about you, but I end up in Netflix and eating and thinking, <laughs> Oh, it's just too hard, I'll start again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of looking at not only your capacity but what refills your capacity. So for me, going for a walk, uh, doing some stretching, doing some journaling as much as I'm like, because I I love it. I teach it. I know the power of it. But I never sit down and want to Going on inside my head. <laughs> but, but afterwards, it's a refilling, the same as exercise. It's like, oh, I don't want to exercise. I'd rather sit on the couch. That stretching and moving my body, on the longer term, refills my capacity. And I think so many of us we overbook, over schedule ourselves, mm-hmm. don't have any uh, uh, ability for unplanned capacity, and don't even consider what refills our capacity, like what for, sometimes watching some you know bad trashy reality TV and just playing a game on my phone, it refills my capacity. I can, train myself. I can do it for one episode and truly enjoy it. It's when I'm unplannedly binging a whole season and then <laughs> doomscrolling on Facebook. That doesn't refill my capacity at all.
0: Right. You know, overconsumption is, you know, that's the busying up of your time. Yes. You know, and uh, honestly, being, uh, being able to just like step into this position of an entrepreneur has been such a, a rewarding space for me. And that, you know, I'm seeing it trickle into my children's life. And it's also helping me to see how I can encourage them to engage with it, with, with it more and see how they can be less stressed over it. Because when we're busy, you know, we tend to get very stressed because we are putting so much on our plate. And that's a very old program an old conditioning that the world is just like, uh, letting go of, you know? Yes. You know? And so like, we, we want to find something healthy to replace it with, because at the end of the day, we 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 have to we you know you want to look at it like this. If you spend the day saying I've been busy to at least ten different topics, you know you're not really directing your life to the next best place. And if and and we'll be directing you know speaking speaking to existence what we desire. Um, I'm a very big advocate at really learning how to identify how can I create more situations that I choose versus then I don't choose. Uh, And so like, you know, the very simple thing, like I used to work in the corporate world. So I made sure that before I went to school, I chose a profession that was going to allow me to not have to do too much. To not be too busy. Mm. I wanted to make sure I picked a job that's like, oh, they're going to want to cut me. You know, they're not going to want to over busy me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I stepped into the accounting world and they have like very strict hours. You know, sometimes, of course, there's certain places that you're never going to get away from overtime. But, you know, if you're if you're insightful enough, you can help yourself choose the right the right steps the the right doors to walk in but if we put ourselves in the mindset of oh, oh because I was already having children going to school you know I was a I was a young mom so if I would have sat there and said oh I'm too busy having children I'm, I, I don't have time to go to school mm. you know and that and like you know where would that have taken my life I would have been too busy for my my success you know However, I allowed myself to understand how how I wanted to be productive in life, and how I can open up space for myself, and that's what allowed me to, you know, really step into uh, into the college world, into that next level of education, while having a young child at the time. And then also, I started, I had two kids while I was in college. So I, by the time I finished with my bachelor's degree I already had three children and so life was already becoming very busy for me back then and it took me a couple of years to just slow down and say like what am I doing where am I going and and that was when I was getting close to my 30s and I was like okay whatever just happened in my 20s was I happy am I happy with what I did and if I was so happy with it, do I want to do that again in my thirties? And and so I realized that I had a lot of things on my plate that just weren't really satisfying me. And I was I was still, even though I was making some minute choices in there, the busy lifestyle was still grabbing hold in me. And it wasn't until I really it wasn't until I became Uh, an advocate for expressing my peaceful nature. Cause I always had this peaceful nature and I was like, well, if I'm going to be able to have a peaceful nature, I need to, um, you know, get educated on how to speak to people. Right. Cause we, we, we need to have some kind of edification. And so it was stepping into that coaching world that I learned about high performance activities uh, so I wanted to ask you Susan how um, how has high performance skill sets came in came into your life
1: what I loved about what you just shared high performance I'll circle back to that in a moment but mm-hmm. the insight I had and I'd love to hear if it's if it lands for you and my business when we're busy because you said like we get we spend the day feeling busy we we get to the end of the day and then you're like you shift I choose rather than don't choose, which made me think of the quote about trauma, you know, creating mm-hmm. a change that you don't choose. I think from busy to productive is when I'm busy, I don't take time to pause and all that I have done. I'm immediately on to the next thing. I just go from thing to thing to thing to thing and there's um, the never-ending to-do list. But when I move into productive energy, like fe- allowing myself to celebrate even the things, because I think in the busy world, we can't celebrate till it's done, till I've made the money, until I've fully booked my c- practice, till I've looked, moved bought the house. Like, you know, the, the sign of success is the achievement. But in the productive energy, it's like I get steps every day. I recorded a podcast episode today. I sent an email today. I read a book with my child. You get to appreciate the life that you're living rather than just the results that may or may not come immediately.
0: Yes, I love that insight. (laughs) I absolutely love that because, you know, um, when I tell that to people very, very often and I tell, I say, you know, I get it. We have bills. Guess what? Those bills are going to busy us every single month. They don't let up. Okay. <laughs> the bill collectors, they're pretty occupied. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, you know, we have to alleviate some of that stress for ourselves. And that's through identifying with our productivity. And Yes. And we're not going to identify with our productivity if we just keep naming everything busy, busy, busy. Yes. That's
1: every single month. And I think sometimes, you know, high performance or what high performance, you know, looks like for me, and it's different for everybody. Like, you know, high performance is, <laughs> is not Suze Kohlberg's high performance. But <laughs> I look at, you know, if I look at my list, I will get so overwhelmed that I won't even start. If I look at, like I read um, Untamed by Glennon and I took a lot of takeaways from that book, but the biggest magic was there's this scene where Glennon comes home and her wife, what's her name? It's failing me, Abby, is sitting on the couch watching television and it's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm watching, you know, whatever program it is. Glenn is like, there's dishes in the sink. And Abby's like, in the sink. I'm paraphrasing, but that moment in the book changed my life because I was like, there's always going to be dishes in the sink. There's always going to be things on the to-do list. Focus on all the things I need to do and never enjoy my life, or I can be like, what's the best use of me today? or what's the best use of me? And sometimes the best use of me is reading a book in the sun or playing with my kids. Or, you know, playing Candy Crush on my phone for a mm-hmm. period of time. And if I'm doing it intentionally as a way to recharge my capacity as a rather than a way to avoid the things that I don't actually want to do because I feel overwhelmed. So I think high performance for me is looking at okay I have on my never-ending to-do list, what are the three that are going to be the most you know productive or the best use of? And do those three, and if I have time and want and ability, do more. Because I think the busy life is it's it's that hamster wheel of always being on and always moving to the next thing and always, always, always doing. Whereas a productive life or a high performance, that real balance of rest and activity of of um, you know giving and receiving, they're in balance. Like giving, but then if you're always doing you can't have capacity to receive because you never slow down enough to open up
0: yes yes and you know I learned I learned this so um intrinsically when I went through my concussion experience at the very beginning um because you know the head uh what you know I cannot I was not able to move my head Like, you know, if someone calls your name and they're like, hey, Mahatma, and, you know, you do that nice little um, neck turn and stuff like that, like, those were not things that were happening to me. And so um, I had to learn very quickly that I had to learn very quickly how to do other things so that I could still seem engaged and that I had the capacity of, of networking, of being able to engage with other people. Because head nodding is something that a lot of people keep themselves busy doing <laughs> oh yes
1: and I love that is that such a specific example head nodding I imagine and correct me if I'm wrong it's something that you take for granted until you had that concussion like because mm-hmm. you just do it mm-hmm. things in our life it reminds me of that song you know you don't know what you've got till it's gone but there's yeah. so many things that we really don't appreciate move our heads until we are restricted and unable to and then the the healing and relearning a skill when something is taken away the the rehabilitation of that um becomes a focus and then we celebrate a a back injury uh uh fractures at l5s1 and i was looking at spinal fusion surgery and i was very was super morbidly obese away twice what i do now And they were like, we can do it at this size. It will be a more complicated procedure. It'd be a lot easier if you weighed less. And I love that because I'd had a lifelong dieting history and I'd always been shamed about my weight. Whereas this was just like a matter of and from that I was able to actually do the mindset work rather than the dieting and, you know, the stuff that but I remember Mm -hmm. I took up yoga. And I couldn't do Shavasana because I literally could not lie on my back. I couldn't even lie on my back with my knee on my side. And mm. after 11 months of yoga, I could finally lie on my back. And I remember just lying there in Shavasana crying. Nobody sees you in Shavasana anyway because they're all lying down too. But just right. crying because like something so simple to be able to lie flat on my back was such a big thing mm. me and all the work that went into it. And whereas other things like, oh, I've got dirty dishes in the sink again, or all oh, the kids have made a mess, again, frustrated about it. But this was such a small thing that I'd taken for granted that I actually celebrated the journey of now I can lie on my back with my knee up. Finally, I can have my legs extended and just lying there crying and enjoying that moment that so many people would just take for granted. And now years later, I do take for granted my, when my back flares up, I, it feels like I'm right there again, but mm. it's, maybe once a month once every couple of months and okay where am I not taking care of myself where am I not stretching so seeing these things as like a, a signpost to make myself a priority rather than a punishment for um you know for not doing that and I think so many places in life like even podcasting we were talking today about you know making mm-hmm. it simple and I launched, I launched my own podcast yesterday and I'm so proud and I gave it to my husband and I was it's live. And and he's like, you should number your episodes. Your grammar's poor. Like, he just pulled it <laughs> apart. And I was like, I'm not available for this. <laughs> this is how, like, I want feedback. I want to be told that I'm amazing. I want all this. So I literally sent an email. And I was like, here it is. in it's all, it's, you know, imperfect glory. And it's kind of like, I want us. Um, celebrating the fact that it's created with a lot of love and zero perfection. <laughs> and I think right. perfection is easiness. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I can't do this yet because I don't have a cover photo or I don't have editing or I don't have whatever. And it's like, or I can share it in the humanness that is me and trust that the people who are meant to hear it will appreciate it for what it is. And the people who are going to pick it apart are just not my people. <laughs>
0: right, right. <laughs> And, and you know, uh, being able to hear like what what was coming out of me, um, you know, the insight uh, while you're speaking is is like all of the things that we don't get to see because we're busy. Busy oh, usually yes. usually equals frantic. Busy usually equals tunnel vision, and and those d- those two things right there they reduce our ability to be productive enough to, to really see the bigger picture and a lot of people get stuck on the little picture and they get so productive on a little picture that they get way too busy in one part of what's important and they aren't able to really zoom out and see like okay what's the whole picture you know because a lot of people sit there and um and 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 and, you know, just like using our, our physical healing journey and and think that, oh, like I helped myself get better and I'm doing this work, but now I'm I'm getting all of this inflared behavior. And we think we're too busy right now because, you know, we, we left our healing journey. We're done with that. And I shouldn't have to deal with, you know, re- rehabilitating myself anymore. And uh, we, we take away from the... The strength of what that situation can now bring us, because uh, any physical ailment is, uh, I believe, an outcome of something that we're not paying attention to internally. You know, and like you were saying, that you helped switch yourself from the mindset versus just you know the, the dieting and the you know the rush to lose the weight. You know, um, and and that's really key. For individuals that are looking to become more proficient and more occupied with the things that help them to feel fulfilled, that help them to feel like they're performing at their highest level. And, and so yes. we really want to help the audience, for those of you that are listening, to really see what on scene... What on scene things are occurring because you choosing or maybe not choosing to be so busy in life? What would be so bad for you to ask yourself for one day to remove yourself from the status quo of the never ending to do list and give yourself a day of, I'm just going to do what I can have the capacity for today. It's a really big challenge. So, being able to allow yourself to do that is a choice. So, just know that no one is going to be out there uh, holding their hand up for you and saying you want to make this choice unless you put them in that place. And so, you know, that's where an accountability partner can come in and help hold that mirror for you. And, and, and this is the large re- reason why, you know, the coaching field is becoming so expansive because so many people need a mirror to be held for them in so many different places because as a community, as a society, we have just been too busy the last two or three decades. And definitely more, but we're just going to start with these last two or three decades. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love how you said, that we all need the mirror held every single one of us like that a coach without a coach is like a doctor without a doctor we can't see our own stuff like a fish in water Mm -hmm. you're in it so have that person hey like what about this it's like oh it's in my blind spot but the thing that you said about busy being tunnel vision and you know the weight journey from the diets and the instant quick fix to like this is going to take some time reminds me um we were chatting before and on my branding so if anyone's listening to this you can check out if you go to my website com, you'll see it i'm all about the pineapple and i always ask people when they they often comment on it because it's bright and vibrant and i'm like do you know how long a pineapple takes to go to grow and most people don't a pineapple takes 18 months to grow which is twice as long as a human baby like my my brain explodes thinking about that and so many of us so many of us are really good at planting seeds I'm gonna start this I'm gonna diet I'm gonna start a program I'm gonna create a podcast I'm gonna write a book I'm gonna start a business like whatever it is and then we take some action and then a week or maybe even a month later we're like I'm not rich skinny or famous and then we go and start the next thing And we never get a chance to like rewire our neural pathways because we're forever starting again, starting again. It's like we're planting new seeds everywhere, but we're not tending to them. We're not watering them. We're not weeding, you know, we're not looking after them. And when we start something like it's easy to do a rain dance when it's already raining. Like when you're excited, it's easy to start taking it. Transformation doesn't happen when you're motivated. Transformation is what happens from the action you take when you can't be bothered, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. getting for that walk when you'd rather sleep in. It's getting on and recording that podcast where you're like, "Oh, nobody listens anyway. What's the point?" Or writing that newsletter when you've got a list of two. My newsletter list in 20, 20, 000. <laughs> 2017 it was my mum and my sister that first week. But I start as I mean continue, and I send that every single week, and slowly, like the pineapple, it has grown over time but so often we aren't consistent with the next thing when really everything works if you work it. So it's just sticking to it through the seasons of up through, I remember before we hit record, you were asking me about, you know, productive seasons or, you know, and for anybody listening, we have different seasons in different areas of our life. So right now in my business, I've got a full on summer going baby. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. consistent um it's going down but in my personal life um I have a, a deep winter like there's a lot of things that are shallow and you know things that are coming to an end and I think for sometimes we think in order to take action in order to be we need to be on in all areas of our life but it's honoring that we can have different seasons within different parts of ourselves okay
0: Yes. Yes. And, you know, um, there's different times for a growth to, to happen because uh, I love the gardening concept because it, it like, boy, oh boy, it really helps you to like, look at the duration of creation. Mm. And Uh, And if anybody really wants to see something grow to its full potential, we must be uh, fully aware of all of the steps that must be taken. And the first step that must be taken is faith. Yes. Like you have to have faith that your choice is going to produce an outcome and with those right with those first like that first layer of we can make that our soil our first layer of soil is going to be that faith but what a lot of people don't know is that for you to grow something correctly in the soil right we're we're using metaphors right now um (laughs) You know, you have to put earthworms to get that soil nice and rich.
1: Yeah, prepare your soil. I think that's such a thing. We're like, oh, this looks cool. I'll do it. And yep. it's like we haven't prepared. And also, too, or we, we, we plant in soil that we've doused in Roundup because our belief is like nothing ever works for me. This is not going to work. This is going to be another thing. And then to be right. like, See, I was right. And that, that gives you, you know, bragging rights for, like, all of a second, but you're still not where you want to be. So it's kind yeah. of like looking at your thoughts. Why not me? So so many of us will do why me or everybody else is successful and not It's like, what about if they can do it, I can do it? How are mm-hmm. we the same? We look at how we're different to the other people who have what we want, but how are we talking line item by line item and also the simple things like when i do this like i you know i'm like did our names start with s (laughs) so it's like instead of you know they don't have kids or they live in a different area dollar is stronger in that country than here and all the things of how we're different how are we the same they've got kids i've got kids um they've this I've done this and and looking to people to inspire you rather than um compare and
0: despair that is so key like I I absolutely love that and being like you know being able to be at this place I feel like um I feel like Wording is everything, right? We, we definitely came into the conversation about that before we started recording. The wording is everything, and so I definitely feel like certain words are meant for past tense, like that happened. And so, like, yeah, sure. Like, if if uh, somebody has completed something, and you can you can sit there and say, you know what, the medical industry has kept you busy. You know, like, y- yes, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, that's a past tense, but I wouldn't want to put that in my my pretense. I wouldn't want to put that in my presence, you know, um, as something that I'm looking to absorb and engage in. Because I cannot feel the busy. I can experience it, but I can't really feel that the same way. That's that's what's coming up for me, you know. The other thing, I know we're coming close
1: to time, but something that really stood out for me um Often as individuals, we will have word allergies, like as in we'll hear a word and shudder, where someone else that word would be amazing. So for example, um gratitude. I hear gratitude and I shudder because I'm immediately a young child and my parents are telling me you should be grateful, they're starving children overseas. And I know they meant it in an encouraging way, but now so much shame. And everyone talks about a gratitude practice. And I know you you suggested like, you know, what are tools or things I recommend for people. Mm. I tried practice for so many years and I could never do it because I have a word allergy to gratitude. And yes, you can do work, you can do healing, you can work with your sometimes you can just simply change the term. So now I have an appreciation practice, which, you know, fun note. But because I call it something different, I don't have that connotation, I don't have that shutter. So each day I write out what I appreciate and it has honestly changed my life because in any moment, even when everything's going to shit, I can appreciate the simple have clean drinking water, I have a roof over my head, I have, you know, the power of technology to connect with people all over the world. And stuck in that busy 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 there's never enough i'm always doing when is this going to pan out we don't actually take the out and see all the things i already have to appreciate because the problems the problems i have today if i rewound five years ago I was saying to a friend something recently and she said to me what a problem to have and in that moment i stopped and i literally laughed out loud and i was like yeah what so often when we're really busy like, you know, if you look at it, how, how would you a few years ago probably would have loved to be busy. So having little practices that we can have to remind us that, you know, there's always going to be problems, but we can appreciate in the moment, um, you know, the, the little things, they become the big things. And it sounds cliche, but like, as I said, <laughs> yesterday, I launched my podcast. And I could look at all the problems, like this tech wasn't right, or that I had bad spelling or whatever, or I could just appreciate that all the little things together for me to be able to hit launch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, um, I, a really good thought came to me and like, cause like, you know, i all of this that we're saying, it's like, okay, so like, how do we talk to people that just try to say that they're busy to us and not be, you know, because like, we could end up being rude sometimes when we tell someone like, you're not busy. Like, why are you even saying that? So, you know, we all have a certain way of saying something. So I was thinking to myself, like, I'm probably going to help them reference to like, my picture that they're giving me when they say busy. So um, the, the response back I feel like would be a good way to ask them like do you have a two-year-old or something because only someone that's unaware is going to keep you busy from the things that you need to do
1: another way you could do it and not it also depends on your audience like with everything you do trust your audience because right. if they're gonna even as one-upmanship or as whatever so I always get curious like what do you mean like not as in a what do you mean like give me a life what do you mean because sometimes that gives them the awareness or, or yeah. if people ask me people always say to me you must be so busy I'm like, oh I'm never busy though I caught myself as I said this morning and they're right. like what do you mean like you do all this stuff and it was like but I'm intentional and I'm aware of my Ends up the conversation so it's not yeah. to be like you don't want to be like a a reformed smoker going telling everybody you know give up smoking like you don't want to be reformed person because they're not going to want to hear it <laughs> right. but it's like if someone says how do you get so much done you can be like oh did, you know, like let's have a conversation or sometimes they're not going to be available for that and just knowing when and where and how to have the conversations as opposed to some people just don't want to know
0: yeah and I just want to let you know I'm gonna walk away with asking a very nice question to people like before I tell you my opinion Do you have any word allergies? I am going to go
1: with this. Well, it's funny. Like, I'm what I call a very, like, spiritual person, but Mm -hmm. I don't prescribe to one particular religion. I grew up in a religious family. Sometimes, like, you know, I'm vulnerable share. I have a word allergy to the term God sometimes because of the connotations when I'm growing up. I see God as a cranky man in the sky who's judging me. Like, you know, and <laughs> for anyone who is religious or whatever, like, I'm not saying that this is this, but you me when I see that. But if I replace it with source or universe or something like that, I can learn from so many people because underneath is what's important, not the term that's assigned to it. Like, yes. I'm quite a sweary fairy in a lot of what I do. And some people say to me, well, I would listen to you, but you wouldn't listen to me then, would you? So um, (laughs) it's kind of like identifying your own word allergies isn't going into, I can't say, but it's kind of like it's realizing, it's realizing your own activations and how can you say it differently or how can you still learn from that person without shutting it down? Another one I have, which is not popular at all. I have a total word allergy to affirmations. Because to me, I just feel like affirmations is like spraying a turd with glitter. There's still stuff underneath. Like I want to clear out what's <laughs> under there. But I do this process that I call captain's orders. It's what I teach in my program. It's basically the same thing, you know, reprogramming the unconscious mind and setting intentions. But as soon as I call it affirmation, out <laughs> we are aware that we have word allergies. And I often will teach this in my program too. Like I, I talk a lot about... Um, will put earning a lot of people have hard a word allergy to earning because they think it means work hard they think it means hustle and I'm like no um, it's not my responsibility to be mindful of everybody in the world's word allergies that's that's exhausting but it's to be mindful that they're there and that you know what do you mean when you say this rather than making it mean what what you mean by it and then just failing to communicate
0: entirely Right. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely agree with that. I've been working with that with my children um, because it, that's where I really narrow in uh, everything that I learn, that I give out to the adults of the world. <laughs> I go back and I give it to my children and everything I give to my children. I say, if I can give it to my children, I can give it to an adult. Oh, you know, it's powerful. That's so powerful. <laughs> because if my kids can stomach it why can't you stomach it as an adult and I was mentioning that before we we came on this recording and I was saying it's just the conditioning it's it's the experience of the life you know yeah and so to help the like you know it's really all about the upbringing because the children are going to be the ones that are taking care of us when we're at a place of not being able to be so occupied in our our activities but also too oh sorry I was just gonna say that you know I my children have a very I'm my word allergy is good just so that you know, I'll throw mine out there my word allergy is good and I it's like it befumbles me so busy and good those two it's like w- where are we going with this like because my children have been in school for years now and so I'm telling my high schooler I'm like okay look every time I've asked you about school you say good now I know I know something has changed since you've left elementary school and junior high. Please give me something else.
1: (laughs) I love that. Another one of my everyday word allergies is fine. Like if you, you, like how are you or anything and I say fine, I'm to run. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, but back to the kids thing. I think kids are such a great example of how, you know, we, I remember when I first started working from home. And um, the, the kids were old enough to entertain themselves. like so used I would work when they were napping or work when they were sleeping, but they got to the age where they you know could entertain themselves for short periods of time. And I remember saying, I'm gonna now um, you know you can draw, you can play with a play-doh, you can watch the television or whatever. like but if, if it's important, you can come and get me. Cool. And it's like literally like five minutes later, I'd set her up with snacks. I had all this. I thought I'd have at least, you know, 20 minutes. (laughs) Do something. I'm like, is it important? She's like, yes, really important. I'm like, oh, what's happened? She's like, I can fit 27 blueberries in my mouth. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) definition of what important means. So then sitting down and saying, you know, this is rather than getting mad or rather than like another thing is I've grown up my family, my father in particular, has an allergy to leaving the light on. Like he's like, do you know how much power costs and all this sort of stuff? So if I left the room and I left the light, um, it'd be terrible. And I tried to instill that in my own children, but it's not that as big of a deal for me. But like I can go into their room sometimes and my brain goes to they don't respect me or whatever. Like I hear my dad in my head. Or I could be like they're just busy and destructive. Like I can be this important. Like yes, you know, and I think sometimes we make up stories in our head of what people mean when they say they're mean when they whatever, and we don't actually ask, hey, what do you mean by that? And they might not be fobbing you off or they might not be uncapped, just not know how to say, I don't want to do this. And then you can have this whole other conversation. Like for me, I love my clients. I'm like, don't ever tell me you. What's really going on? I've looked in too much or I just don't feel like it today. There, let's coach from there rather than the people pleasing. Well, I don't feel well. It's like, no, no, no there's something else. Let's go with that.
0: Yeah. yes, yes. Beautiful, you know, beautiful ways for us to just, you know, open up and just show that, you know, busy is not here to define me. It may show up in my life, but it's not the bulk that i want to ride in oh, i love that it's not the boat i want to ride in yes yeah. <laughs> um so you know as we're coming to to wrap up uh this amazing conversation i love thank you so much suzanne for opening up and feeling so passionate about being something else other than busy <laughs> <laughs> um can you share with the audience, what are some other tips or maybe something that you've already spoken and you want to just bring it back? Uh, what are some pow- empowering tips to help get us out of the mindset of being busy? My my favorite quote, well, my second favorite quote, we shared my favorite
1: quote at the beginning, is mm-hmm. by Sophia Bush. And it's, you can be a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. So often when we're starting to make a change, like we've been hyper And we're like, okay, I want to slow down. And we start to make some little changes. What for the listeners you might find to happen is every time you take some schedule, something will magically appear to fill it. And you'll be like, oh, my goodness, like, I can't seem to, you know, slow down. That's okay. These habits that you've built over, you know, years or potentially decades, they're not going to change. They're not going to shift. overnight Just because you've listened to a podcast, it's awesome and we love it. And sometimes we can beat ourselves up with the things we learn because we're like, I listened to Mahatma and Suzanne. They said to do this, this, and you know, make it mean something. Wrong? No, no. This is going to be a process. This is going to take time. So you can be the masterpiece, which you are, whole healed as you are now, and the work in progress because there's things that you do want to change or heal further, simultaneously, and one doesn't, the other.
0: Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you. I love that, and I'm I'm gonna piggyback off of that and and share uh one of one of my tips and i you know i think this one is really good to use your technology do not let technology use you oh have you got an example (laughs) perfect example is um your what is this thing called the clock alarm your alarm can put different messages. It just doesn't have to say alarm. Okay, <laughs> you can click in there and say take a break. You can click in there and say meditate. You can click in there and have it remind you vicariously throughout the day. So I'll share with you one of my reminders that happens um, every day at um, three 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 thirty, and I believe the other one is at like eight twenty, and it says I'm radiating energy. I love that so
1: much. You and I are such in sync. I use the the thing on my alarm too, but the thing is my kids know it. So sometimes they will randomly set one. And when I go and see what it says, it says alarm to annoy mommy.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. And that's how you put yourself into each other's world. And regardless of how hectic it gets, you know, we get these little reminders of peace and love and, and tranquility, like however you want to see that. And, and, and also like for me, my, 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 my acquaintances, my friends, if they're around me for long enough, like multiple days around the same time or when I'm touring, and they hear the alarm going off and they see what time it is. And it, you hear them repeating, I'm radiating energy. <laughs> yes, you are. I love
1: that. It's like really healing and paying it forward. And everyone gets to benefit from that. That is.
0: Yes, yes. So use your timers. Uh, don't be afraid to put stuff in your schedule. And don't be afraid to not do it. We're not saying put this stuff in your schedule and now you got to be a drill sergeant and do it. These habits take time. Yes, and, I love you know, that. They take time. And if you want to be, you know, if you really want that time to be expeditious, just get an accountability partner. You can get someone in your family. You can get someone in your friends. If you want to be really, really high performance, call a coach.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: become an become a alchemist. Turn time into gold. Yes, yes, you know. Um, so with that being said, this is the part of the, the, the conversation where I love to direct the audience of finding more ways that they can get help and um, insightful content from the the guests that guess the stage. So Susan, please let the audience know how can they find you and learn more about your services?
1: Best place to find me is my website. It's Kohlberg.com. and I'm sure you'll link it in the show notes. Kohlberg's an interesting spelling. I have um, a newsletter there that I highly recommend um, people sign up to if they feel so called. It's unique content It's stuff I like can't anywhere else. Um, and I just love having conversations with people. Like yesterday I spoke, I was telling you before I hit record, about um, my daughter had a swimming kind of at school. I, I personally was bullied a lot at school, so I find attending my kids' events can be quite uh, activating for me. Um and so the healing that I get to have forward and backward by attending this, I share a lot of these um, excerpts, updates on my newsletter list. And to to media and what soon will be podcast, you'll be able to find my own podcast called Over It. <laughs> For those of you who are over, over overdoing over being busy, I have to do an episode on that now. You've um, you've got my, my wheels turning. And um, yeah. I love to talk about, you know, these real conversations of what it's actually like rather than as you said, here's some tips, go and um, do actually to you know, what mini actions are you gonna take as a result rather than just consuming more information? We can't control how much we consume, we can't control how much we digest.
0: Ooh, this is so true. This is so true. Thank you so much, Suzanne. And just for those of you that are looking to deepen your understanding of these topics that we share on EM Healing, please refer to any of the previous other episodes. We have a slew of different guest experts that are out there providing the content that you are looking for. And if you're looking to uh, schedule a session with me, I if you go to my my profile uh, in the description down below you will find a free 30 minute discovery session so definitely go and check that out you can also find it on my bio on ig so to get you started this is mahatma Seed, and we got suzanne Kohlberg as the guest host and we are tuning out thank you everyone thank you peace and light